evil laugh. Go. <laughs> hey, we're getting pretty good at that, guys. So uh, this is the Evil Podcast of Evil, the only show on the internet that talks about Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog 11 years after it was made because we're fighting for relevance in the worst possible way. My name is Tyler Boudreau. I'm one of the hosts. I'm Condra. I'm the other one. And we are joined today by our very special guest, Johan Joseph from the ID4 Independence Day Minute podcast. Hello, everybody. Woo. I do have a personal story about this movie when it started. Do you share? Yeah, go ahead. I w- do you know that show Spaced with Simon Pegg? Uh, th- this British is show? the Edgar Wright, Simon yes. Pegg, before they started making all of their movies, this is what they were making, right? Correct. Okay, so we yes. were leaving a Comic-Con panel of theirs while they were showing a, one of the episodes. I can't remember what, but we were just outside after they had their talk. As soon as we walk out the exit, NPH sticks his head in, and he's like, ooh, what's going on here? Oh, Spaced. <laughs> and so we were there with... Neil Patrick Harris, Nathan Fillion, and um, Joss Whedon. And we were talking with them in the hallway. <laughs> Whoa, that's, what? what year was that? Wait. <laughs> the year of this, uh, I can't remember the exact year. I think it would have to be around 2007 or 8. Yeah. yeah. And they just got out of their panel where they were showing the, the whole uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. And they just left while everybody stayed in their room. And we just walked out of space just as they were leaving theirs. That's cool. That's amazing. So so we were talking to him about Dr. Horrible. That's cool. And had had you seen it yet? Yeah, I saw it at the time. And I was just, because I saw them all together. I was like, wait, is this about Dr. Horrible? And they were like, oh, you've seen it. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Was Nathan Fillion as charming in person as he is in the show? uh, Yeah, he was. One of my friends, he super fanboyed over him and it made him very uncomfortable oh no because he didn't know how to act but then when you start talking to him about like stuff he's done he's very open about it so he just got uncomfortable with people swooning over him like he didn't he at least he's not that cocky like yes yes (laughs) 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 like a typical captain hammer no he was just very like uh i like he just didn't know how to be around someone that was overly um complimentative to him which seemed about right at the time because he wasn't a superstar. But he's still Nathan Fillion. He's, yeah. He's handsome. Yep. It was really great. Kondra, who who would you be like most wanting to talk to out of that trio? Out of that trio? NPH. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good choice. He was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was the most talkative. Nathan Fillion was second. Joss Whedon was very quiet. <laughs> that doesn't it was surprise de- it was It was a definite sliding scale that's very predictable. Yeah, but yes, he was very awesome. He liked to speak to you more than you spoke to him. He was incredible. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's sweet. Um, He's such a pure human, or at least I perceive him as a pure human. So, I, th- I honestly believe he is. Like, I mean, I know he's done wrong in the past, and he's admitted it. Mm-hmm. But he can almost do no wrong now. I think it helps because he does admit it. Yes, because uh, when he was not quite sure about his sexuality, he admitted those were his his downfalls. I don't know if you've heard that uh, when he did a podcast. I think it was on The Nerdist. But he talks about the fact that because he wasn't sure about his sexuality, he thought it was supposed to be in him to be the alpha. And he stole a lot of girlfriends from people that were his friends. 
Whoa. feeling like that would be kind of like fulfilling like he was like feeling like conquest and all that and then it just eventually fall, fell into none of this was actually fulfilling mm. interesting so, yeah I think like once he embraced like his sexuality and who he was then it definitely toned down who he was because he started to feel like NPH yeah I mean so. I, there definitely is that kind of awkward transition in one's life especially when you were a child star from like having to like want to like prove yourself to be this kind of awesome person to kind of settling into who you are and just living your truth and not trying to live up to anything yeah and he did admit or he did apologize to the people he wronged which is incredibly admirable anyways <laughs> I just think overall, like, he's just a phenomenal person. Cool. Did I say what we were talking about in this episode? Negative. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is episode 10 of the Evil Podcast of Evil, and the timestamp we are working with here is uh, 29 minutes, 21 seconds through 33 minutes, 10 seconds. In, in case you're wondering, I've, I tried to break it up so everyone gets a little bit of dialogue and a little bit of song or maybe just a song. So this one is dialogue and song, which is fun. So at first it's the... Uh, the mayor talking he says and in just a few minutes we'll reveal the statue of the man himself referring to captain hammer and as he's going on or goes on into captain hammer's song everyone's a hero and it ends with hammer getting shot by dr horrible with the freeze ray but and the most amazing laugh he's really worked hard on that laugh but we end before the laugh starts so we can't talk about it no yeah no my times are off then okay i don't know who cares (laughs) It ends with it. It ends when he gets shot, and then Dr. Horrible goes into the next song. So we cut it off between the songs. Yeah. Irregardless, and it also starts right after the news broadcast with the two anchors. Are they super annoying to you too? Do you not like them as much as I do? No, I I like them. Well, but they're su- they're supposed to be ironically unlikable, but funny in that way. But yes. yeah, yeah. Because um, they were also in Buffy, because not as produ- as producers as well, but they were also actors and actresses on Buffy and Angel. I never watched Angel, but I, n- I know they're in Buffy. Okay, Johan, you told me what they were, but why don't you yeah. tell Condra and share it with the rest oh, of the audience? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they both sang in Once More with Feeling. So which is the musical episode of Buffy? Yes. So Sorry, David- I'm unbuffied. I haven't buffied oh, yet. Oh, okay. Oh, Once More with Feeling is unbelievably amazing oh my god okay so it's an entire musical episode so they sing there as well so david fury plays the man with the mustard stain on his suit and he sings out loud how the dry cleaner got the mustard out of her out of his suit and marty nixon the female news anchor she singing about how she got a parking ticket And so they appear once more time in, in, uh, what's her names? Anya. Anya. Yeah. Okay. Anya, obviously. Yes. There, was so, a, there wasn't a huge 30 second pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when there's a flashback with Anya to her past life, where it explains like her fear of rabbits and all that stuff, there is a singing part. And then it's a flash forward to once more with feeling so it's like a in-between flashback and where she's singing in the background and the characters of Marty Nixon and David Fiore singing in the in the uh, street having found each other and fallen in love. Oh, 
Yeah. So yeah, I guess Condra, for reference, the plot of that episode of Buffy isn't just that it happens to be a musical episode, but the town gets infected by these demons who make everyone in the town sing. Ah. It it's one demon. Uh, his name is Sweet. Okay. Yeah. And he's trying to find the person that raised him. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't really remember what the, the the villain wanted or anything. I just. Yeah, Michelle Trachtenberg's character. Ah, oh, god dang it! Why can't I remember? Don. Yes, Don. 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 She. She Don, Don, Don. summons him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Sorry. Wait. Wait. Sorry. Do you guys know the episode of Full House where Stephanie wants to change her name to Don? No. <laughs> I do remember that one. Yeah, because she gets I... bullied at school for step on me. Yeah, everyone bullies oh her at school God. and calls her Step On Me. But her family doesn't want her to change her name to Dawn, so they just bully her with the name Dawn, too. Oh, my God. That is <laughs> not okay. Full House is just mostly right. not okay. But, like, I know that show so much, I can't believe I don't remember that episode. That's, like, one of the few episodes I remember. I also remember the episode where Jesse makes a bet with Becky that he can't wear the the pregnancy uh, simulator oh, yes, thing yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on that all day. That, that's a random See, I thing a, I remember. I have a thing in D&D where my deity is John Stamos. <laughs> and I always recite parables from Full House. So That's wicked funny. My, uh, my Dungeon World character is uh, voiced by me doing a Patrick Warburton impression. <laughs> oh, God. He's another great person. <laughs> I want to meet him so bad. He's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, let's talk right. about this, this mayor. <laughs> he's he's, he's just yeah. talking. He's chatting. Giving way too much credit to Captain Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like what he says. Um, justice has a name, and its name, besides justice, is Captain <laughs> Hammer. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he's like totally crediting him as like the abolisher of all poverty. But it's really just a start, and it wasn't even his start. <laughs> I should say for the record who this mayor is. Would you guys like to hear? Would you like to know more? Yeah, I'd like to know more. Johan, you did Starship Troopers, right? We did do Starship Troopers. <laughs> it was also with it was also with Matt, who also is doing uh, Independence Day Minute with me. Cool. I, I started watching the first half hour of Starship Troopers 2 last night. Don't ask <laughs> me why. <laughs> okay, the mayor. is His name is Richard Partlow. Um, that was not a Fight Club reference. But... Richard Partlow is a Foley artist. Oh, really? That's cool. Did he yes. do the work for this show as well? I don't actually remember. I he, he has literally worked on every TV show ever, like in the last 20 years, which I will list right now. His TV credits include Will and Grace, That 70s Show, Mad TV, George Lopez, Smallville, The Office, Battlestar Galactica, Sailor Moon, Home Improvement. Amazing. Uh, he did two episodes of Buffy. So I guess I guess Joss would have known him from the two episodes of Buffy that he worked on. But he literally there were many shows that I I didn't list that those were just some of the ones that jumped up. I don't think he worked on Friends. So then not every show in the 90s. Okay, not but like many, many shows. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm just wondering if he worked on this one because it wouldn't surprise me because Joss Whedon pretty much just got all his friends to do this thing. as like a small project. I think he did. I th- yeah, I think he did. Because there's not a lot of 
like sound that needs to be done like there's a couple like where dr horrible falls into like garbage cans and stuff like that those are very standard i wouldn't be surprised if he just gave him some of the stuff that he already had on hand you know yeah or there's like the sounds of the the lasers firing and stuff yeah but that's why those but then those they weren't like super special it sounds like you may have heard like it, it may have been just like stuff that he had on hand and just gave it to him you know Although I'm going back into his IMDb and I don't see it. it. Is it? Does it say at the bottom not a complete list? It's a it's a very long list, so I yeah <laughs> not at the bottom. Because people like Frank Welker and Bradley D Baker, like it says it's not a complete list because they do too much stuff to list. Yeah, I I don't know. I would imagine that it would have popped up, but there's no way of knowing. He he also appears to have had a a long acting career uh, before. Well, whoa, this says that he was an uncredited Foley artist on Yellow Submarine in 1968. Amazing. And did one episode of The Muppet Show in 1977. Oh. Uh, and Little Shop of Horrors in 1986. Um, it it, it but, had to have something with Gonzo falling into stuff. <laughs> he also had a long acting career concurrent and before his Foley artist career. Uh, looks like mostly just TV stuff, but still, he, he's been working in TV for a long time. And it's kind of interesting that he started out as an actor and worked his way into Foley artistry. It, it's not uncommon for like an actor to realize that they can't really be like the breakout star, but could find something else that they could be good at. A couple I mean, yeah, st- it's just like I'm just imagining that career path. It's very cool. Yeah, because he could have had something else completely. Could have just been like, an, you know, just that guy that had just a couple residuals coming in every month or so. Condra, what's your favorite sound effect from tv or film oh gosh that's a big question there's so much in the muppet show i already have one and it's like really popular (laughs) and i still love it wilhelm scream yes (laughs) it's great (laughs) it is so popular everybody knows it and doesn't know it it's so good um i mean the most popular answers are usually like lightsaber or yeah I'm like I I'm more of a like from Star Wars specifically I'm more of a fan of like a Tie Fighter flying yeah that, that to me mm, is a more okay. good yeah or the or the sound of before the Death Star shoots where it goes yeah which is going to be hell on the microphone uh, I'm sorry about that thanks Tyler <laughs> I thought like Boba Fett's Slave One like Depth Charge like had a really good sound too oh from Attack of the Clones yes oh yeah that's fun or not Boba Fett Jenga Fett we know who but... you mean. Ooh, the yeah. fake Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> but Johan, you um, want that baby Yoda? How do you feel about that baby Yoda? I haven't watched it yet. <gasps> I'm studying. I'm studying. I, I'm studying. I, and, I understand where you are in life. Yeah. That is my one break during the week. But um, since I get it free because I have Verizon, I was waiting for the episodes to kind of pile up and mm. then redeem it and then binge watch it. So Okay, that's fair. That sounds good. Um, I just posted, um, so I help run some social media at my place of work, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna oh, use I Baby saw that Yoda. on Facebook. I'm gonna use Baby Yoda in a, in a, in a Facebook post this week. It has been literally our biggest post ever. At <laughs> 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 like 24 hours, it's had like 800 views, and I'm like, we're we tiny library. I love this. 
<laughs> it's just Baby Yoda holding a library card, right? Exactly. I photoshopped that, that's the, great. the bone broth with a um, with a library card. Nice. And it seems like Baby Yoda's already having a Funko Pop being released. He next has year. two <laughs> coming out. He's gonna have a tiny one and a bigger one. <laughs> Condred, you got an answer on your favorite sound effect? No. Um, I, because I, I think like. I think like there's some awesome classic sounds like in Fantasia and like Disney did some really cool sound effects in his early stuff. And then you have like the coconuts from Monty Python. That's absolutely iconic. <laughs> oh. those, those are just on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just and like then you have like some stuff from Harry Potter like. I love the the clicking noise of the Expelliarmus when the wand flies out. Like that's such a specific noise, but like the that's sound a of really, Lumos. That's pretty. That's good. a really good one yeah. too. There's just sound. Sound is a wonderful thing that like I appreciate and recognize that I feel privileged to experience. Yeah. Ooh, we love the audio medium. They said while recording a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also like the the jumpers of uh, the Mach Five on Speed Racer, especially the movie that mm. boing sound. Oh yeah, like I, that. I don't know that, but I support any uh, weird shit the Wachowskis did. I support. Yeah, but yeah, for me, I it just has to be the Wilhelm scream because you hear it in so many different tones and pitches and everything. Like you just always remember it is the Wilhelm scream. And nobody knows who it's like who recorded it either. Like who the person <laughs> was. Serious scream. Yeah. In German it's the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> um uh. so this mayor, he's talking about uh <laughs> Captain Hammer and he invites Captain Hammer up on stage. Uh, he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, your hero," which is fun. And yeah. then yeah, we get this classic Captain Hammer moment where he says, "I hate the homeless." this problem that plagues our city that sounds a lot like most politicians talking about the homeless problems in every city <laughs> like <laughs> i hate the homeless boo this problem in the city <laughs> like oh okay that's not so bad <laughs> but yeah i mean it, as a as a problem like it's such a weird problem in our in many places in the world but in america where we have such a disparity between housing and home insecurity and it's like, uh, this seems so, so easy to fix, but we're just so unable to do anything about it. Yeah, see, if only we could go into a montage, we'd be able to deal with everything. But we don't get that luxury of a singing montage to fix our all our problems. And then, so Captain Hammers, he, he's talking about, uh, he says, I, you know what? I don't need tiny cue cards. But he pulls <laughs> the tiny cue cards out of his gloves, which must be so uncomfortable. Oh, wait, what? what? Do you say he pulled them out of his gloves? What? Yeah. <laughs> They came out of his gloves. Makes I didn't me very see that. uncomfortable. I like the idea that on one cue card, oh, like for this joke to work, he had he needed to have written "I hate the homeless" all on one cue card, and then yeah, <laughs> just in really big handwriting. I, Captain Hammer probably has just huge handwriting because he like hold, he probably holds a pen in his fist and he just can't write. <laughs> I'm assuming that because it, it's pretty well established that Captain Hammer is not the brightest person. Yeah, correct. I think, like, the index cards are those ones with, like, it, there's a huge amount of spacing. There's the blue, and then there's that red dot in the middle so you can keep everything even of, like, where <laughs> things go halfway if you're writing in cursive or print. And so I think that's the type of cue cards he uses. 
Oh, so yeah, kids learning how to write where exactly you need, you need like the half line and the full line. Yep, I know yeah. what you mean. So it's like first line is I hate, and then the second line or the second portion of write says homeless, and then he put a dash in it. So I think that's what the 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 cards look like. Uh, and he st- he starts talking about Penny. He's like, when I fell deeply in love with my long term serious been girlfriend, together Penny. for a week, <laughs> Max. It's that's long term for Captain Hammer, Max. Yeah. Oh, that is kind of sad that that would be long term for him, wouldn't it? That <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh my god, this is love. It's been over a week. <laughs> but like, uh, is that his fault? Yes. It is absolutely his fault. <laughs> he describes her as a quiet, nerdy thing, not my usual, but nice. Yeah. Gross. Which is it's a fun yeah. line delivery, though. Yeah, it is, no, it is. It is like a super jock thing, though, as well. I think that's where he's kind of writing it. He's like, I'm doing her a favor by dating her. No, I mean, like, when when you get to your senior year and then there's that girl that's in drama that finally gets her braces off and she's re- like, like, she just seems like, you know, just that aesthetically normal. She's all and that. And girl's suddenly yeah. beautiful. I exactly. read a satire article about that once. <laughs> that was and a then, really good article, Tyler. <laughs> Thank but you. But then, like, the, the, jock, the jock swoops in and grabs her. Yeah. And then that's kind of like what this is it's like it's not my normal it's nice you know because she has interests other than um, <laughs> being strong and punching bad guys <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah that's interesting like realistically all he does is punch one person it seems like <laughs> and only he, cat only dr horrible yeah yes and he thinks that that's what he's doing to be number one and the savior of the city but then there is a homelessness problem that he's never really addressed and nobody's addressed it because he didn't address it because all he's doing all they're doing is looking at him punching dr horrible and they think that oh he's our savior our city is better because he punched dr horrible not because there's a homeless city a homelessness situation in the city so i think that's kind of like what the it's like it's not my usual but it's nice like he doesn't usually punch dr horrible he's usually uh helping or he's not helping the homelessness so it's nice so i i just think it's a metaphor of like everything he is to the city at that point yeah and we've been talking about that how like the real heroic thing that captain hammer should be doing is this political activism yeah which he's finally getting recognized for for like the wrong reasons yeah because he also wasn't comfortable being around homeless people uh yeah he thinks they smell like poo Yep. <laughs> and they're all scary alcoholic bums. Yeah. Yes. Getting into the song, he begins singing. Uh, he kind of puts down the cue cards and he, I feel like the song is kind of his like, like, you know what? I'm just going to play the greatest hits. And like, yeah, this is what he would do at any like press conference or any sort of thing. Yeah. Talk about my muscles. <laughs> the song is everyone's a hero. And he comments on like the, the, the form or like the non-lyrical content of the song. It doesn't, when he's shown on screen, it doesn't look like he's actually singing. Yeah, the sound mixing is definitely one of the weaker ones in the show, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I think this is Nathan Fillion, though, like, the way he wants to sing as Captain Hammer. Cause oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely a persona, and I think that's what he's trying to get to. Yeah, I think we were just saying that, like, the audio and video, video tracks don't line up perfectly. Oh, okay. But that might be just as f- the the recording uh, on how you're watching it. I don't know. No, I never noticed no, it on I a was, Blu-ray. No, I was referring to like 
when it sounds like he's holding a note, it does not look like he is holding a note on screen. So it's more oh. of his okay, oh. take <laughs> on his take on fake singing. I'm just wondering if like that was done on purpose. In and a way. it could be, and I like definitely see where where you're going with, and that makes sense. But where everyone else like openly belts out their songs, yeah. it's the, so jarring. That that's why I find it that maybe this was done on purpose. Like they had him record it separately to to him because he still wants to seem tough singing this song with yeah just the worst lyrics. But well, it's think, perfect for him. I think the thing is that someone like Neil Patrick Harris is used to performing on stage. And on stage, you're playing to the back row and you're being very exaggerated. Yeah. Where I feel like Nathan Fillion is used to acting on screen, where it's more subdued. Yeah. And Felicia Day, she was a violent prodigy, correct? Um, I vaguely remember reading or hearing that, but I'm not, not 100%. Yeah, I think I, I read about that a long time ago when she did the Guild. Because okay. she played the violin there. So I think she's all like just like uh, NPH. She does have a background in playing for an audience, where people in the back have to hear you. So I think that's why them two seem to match up with how they're singing versus the way Captain Hammer does. Like he's just not this. It, it like he's really different compared to the two of them. Yeah, yeah. I think that all makes sense. Yeah. I, the, the, yeah. The song's kind of in. It, it kind of builds over time. So at first he's just kind of playing with kind of synth notes behind him and then uh kind of a a, a, a marching snare kind of comes in and then there's a more s- strong persistent piano type thing and then of course he's he like everyone starts singing the background harmonies and it really builds and builds over time which is a it's 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 good like in that way it's a it's a good song it's a little too long for my taste if there was like one verse less i think i would like it mm. better uh i don't know I don't think it needed any less, but I don't think it needed more, in my opinion, because the lyrics are so empty. It's him. And he's really trying to like, if I were to tell you this, this drink is red, I could say this drink is red. But if I were Captain Hammer, I would explain to you why this drink in my hand is red because it's in my hand. That's what he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> it's completely pointless but he wants to continue to be in a spotlight of why it's different because he's there in front yeah this idea that he keeps saying about is like everyone's a hero in their own way everyone's got villains they can face they're not as cool as mine yeah but folks you know it's fine to know their place like he's a lovable bad guy because he is the bad guy in this this show yeah oh yeah and and he's so lovable at it that i think that this is what makes him a little bit more endearing is because he has his own song that's like just perfect to him. Because if it were short, it's not super good, I think. Like, it doesn't feel like he's in there as much. It's kind of like uh, Ursula in Little Mermaid. The Poor Unfortunate Souls is a very good song, but it's also one of Ursula's only songs. It's her only song. She has like yeah. a, a 25 second like reveal that if she hadn't done she would have gotten away with it yeah so so that's why i think it's kind of like that like poor unfortunate souls is a very good song but it's also sung by a bad person and only one song and you could you could actually cut out a verse from it that does that doesn't make any sense but it also delivers a lot of exposition of the character so that's why i I think that this is along those lines in my opinion 
I agree, but I I think, and we've talked about like comparing songs in this show to like stereotyp or not stereotypical programmatic Disney songs like the I Want song and the Villain song, and I think this song is interesting because this is like the inspirational like community building song, except yeah. it it's it's perverted by the this idea that mm. Captain Hammer doesn't like isn't singing about the right thing. Th- this is the mob song. <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, yeah, I was like it's... aggressively shaking my hand waiting for you to stop talking, but this is the mob <laughs> song. Well, it's um, if the mob song was Kumbaya. Like well, that that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. It is good for a mob song though. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Because it's a happy, like, the mob is in such a good mood. They're so happy. (laughs) Yeah. It's scary. It is. It is very scary. It's it's like watching a bunch of people speak in tongues to televangelists, and it's a huge amount of it. (laughs) Like, they're all there to worship, which is like, okay, that's cool. You know, you find something that you like. But when you do, they do something that's a little bit weird. You're like, well, we're, wait, where's this going? <laughs> um, I really like when he say, says everybody and everyone starts waving their arms and singing along. Cause I really like the, the performance by the extras who are waving their they're arms. They're so good. Oh, Because some of them are like weirdly into it. Some of them are weirdly not into it. Of course, the groupies are going, going Full whole fan girl. The, the groupies. Full fan girl. Groupie number one, two, and three. Yeah, oh, they, they are, are listed fangirling. as groupies, correct? Yes, they are fangirling. Okay, that I, I was I I thought you were saying that they were fangirls. I was like, no, they're fangirling. They're fangirling. Yes, perfect. Good good word. I really love the groupies' performances. I <laughs> wait. They're, they're uh, so funny. <laughs> are they listed as groupies or just yes? Fa- yes, that's oh, like their, that's yeah, their that puts groupie it... number one, groupie number two, and groupie number three. Okay, yeah. that I did not know that. That puts them at a whole different level of like why they're always wearing his clothes. <laughs> And stealing his stuff. Yeah, that's explored more in commentary, the musical. Okay. Um, couple couple highlights of just lines I like. I really like uh, the deltoids of compassion and the abs of being kind. <laughs> Those are fun. Yeah, that one is funny. <laughs> I've got I've got really strong abs of being being kind, but they're not the same as my abs. <laughs> yeah, muscles. Um, I think one of the things that gets me is the guy in the crowd that nods when um, Captain Hammer points out to him as being like an alcoholic or like, oh, or is that the guy that smells like poo? One of the, yeah. like, one of the He's times like, he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and I'm like, was that just a really good cut kind of thing that they did that? Or was that like intentional? No, that's Is it really the, funny. the blue trucker hat guy? Maybe. I don't remember what he looks like. Yeah. He's got like a big scraggly beard and stuff, I think. Yeah, he's like right in the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a blue trucker hat guy. <laughs> I like, well, so Captain Hammer, he says you have to bash in mines. And then later he says I'm poverty's new sheriff and I'm bashing in the slums. Obviously not imagery that is appropriate, but I it always irks me that he uses bash in twice. That like you couldn't think of any other lines. Well, no, Cap- no. he's Captain Hammer. Yeah, he's Captain Hammer. I know, I know. <laughs> like you're asking for more than he's able to give you, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is just on par with Captain Hammer. <laughs> any other lyrical content you guys wanted to cover? Oh, he. Sorry, I I realized that he talks about Penny. We could talk about that. He's gross. She finally leaves. Good for her. Yay. Yeah. 
One thing I, I caught in the background that I thought was really funny, another group thing, or, like, crowd shot thing, because that's all I noticed, was there's a stenographer in the background, or whatever, a, a, a reporter, probably, and they are working so hard to take down every one of Captain Hammer's sung wor- singing words. <laughs> and I'm just like, you go, person. And is it the same lady? Is it the same lady that's caught writing down what Doctor Horrible no, says later? I don't think no? so. Okay. I'm sure there's multiple reporters. Yeah, because I think the lady up front is just a reporter. The one in the back is recording any Q and A that the the crowd has. Like that would be her job as well. So she okay. catches everybody. I'm trying to think of what else to chat about here. It's it's just kind of a fun song. We don't really have to go into like any like larger concepts. Now, do we continue the rest of uh, this song to 35, 33 after he gets unfrozen and actually finishes the song? No. Uh, no, <laughs> technically not. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> well, it always bugs me. We, we can talk about it, though. So when after he gets unfrozen and he punches Dr. Horrible and he, he says way because that's everyone's a hero in their own. And it, it would the way would be the last one last line of the song it always bugs me because yeah. i feel like what he sing when he sings way it's in a different key or something it is then. yes it is okay i'm not 100 percent because i'm not a musical person like you but i've always thought that which i guess the dissonance is the joke but still i i still liked it because um it's still kind of in the same tone and pace it's literally cut from the song like it's not like he breathes back in to say the the rest of the line, he just literally <laughs> just continues. I'm realizing there's something we didn't talk about, which we probably should, uh, which is when Captain Hammer says an offensive line. Um, um, I, I, yeah. Oh, where he compares the poor people to dogs? <laughs> like begging uh, dogs? I mean, okay, I guess there's multiple offensive there's lines. There's multiple <laughs> offensive lines here. I mean, we've already brought up some of them, like assuming that all, all, uh, all homeless folks are alcoholics. Um, cleanliness is a factor of their being. Um, yeah. Even the even the term homelessness, like often it's um, it makes it sound like it's a choice. Yes. Yeah. Versus like poverty stricken. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say the line he says later, and we can bleep it. But he says later, uh, if you're not a friggin' girl, you will prevail. Oh which is yeah. Just, <gasps> yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Thank you. No hard no. See, I think like here's the reason why Penny leaves is she idolizes the hero until she meets him, but she's also never been around people that neg for compliments. Like when you say, like, like, uh, like you know who else begs? Lassie, and she always gets a treat. That's like, oh, when they beg, they get a treat too. No, it does not. That's also the same as saying you're pretty for an old person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now that she's seeing him actually speak, speak, that's where she finally leaves. And that's where that song kind of reveals, like, who he really is versus uh, who she was dating. Well, I think, too, part of it is not just that, but the fact that he is taking all the credit. Like, yeah, it's a fun, like, little thing when they're spitting in a circle and he's like, thanks to me. Yeah. But there's a difference when he's in front of reporters and the only thing he can say about her, who really has led the charge is that they've slept together and that he's deeply in love when she doesn't feel that way and it's really all starting to come together that she's like oh crap what is this like this is not right 
Yeah, I can see that. Where it's like, because um, at first he says that she's the one that brought the homelessness problem to his attention. And then it's like he takes charge that it's his muscles that kind of like strike down poverty. Is that kind of what you mean? Like he, he really takes everything she's done and makes it about his strength. And yeah, and him as a, not just his okay. strength, but like his ego. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, his ego's definitely in full full force here, but he doesn't admit to it, but I think she sees it. That's what you mean, right? Yeah, it's finally coming to, like, the forefront when he's he's in a room full of people and this is going out to the world and she's so excited that this is happening and he's turned it into a him thing as opposed to a we've actually done something really important to improve the lives of people. yeah. And he could have he could have given her credit. <laughs> Any credit. Yeah, like you may have recognized this person. She's been doing this for a long time. Like I'm not trying it, to like mansplain it. I'm just trying to say it in a way that I understand like what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It might be that. So when I, I guess this is a a thing is like so Captain Hammer puts on the charm for Penny, and she probably falls for that, and. She thinks that she might think that he's the only person that he puts on that charm for. That she's the only person that he puts on that charm for. Mm. So when she sees him go up on stage and he's putting on that charm and he's like, "Oh, oh, he's fake. Like this is just what he does yeah. to everybody." And I've been duped. True, but we haven't really seen him trying charmer, like actually, right? I mean, well, he like does the boat meet. thing and oh, he like that, does the cute yeah. wave and they like sit in the homeless shelter and eat soup every time i saw that the boat thing where he's like pedaling like crazy it's like he could seriously damage her legs doing that well he, he was not in the, in the boat oh yes. god dang it that's right yeah yo my bad. get yeah. out of here yeah i forgot about that <laughs> these are the these are the types of mistakes that will cost you in your career which we were talking about before we started recording yeah the audience doesn't understand the reference to yeah my free Nor podcast would lose all this advertising <laughs> <laughs> ah labors of love Mm. well that about wraps it up so (laughs) i wanted to ask you guys what is your favorite song in this actual thing the next one yeah slipping (laughs) oh oh that is actually a good one yeah i just like anything that's in six eight god dang it that is a good one just like the tone of it of nph's voice is so good he's so good (laughs) Now, I also bring... really like my eyes too. Yeah, and that one's fun that, for the harmonies. That one is my the favorite. Harmonies is really good. yeah, like the end where it's him and Felicia. Yeah. like yeah. Harmon- like yeah. that is so good. It is my favorite. And the the song before this one, um, so they say, is also really good. Really it has some good, fun yeah. moments in that too. Yeah, they're all pretty good, except for this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, this, you get yeah, stuck one, with this one, but we this one's just to... passable. I mean, if you think about it, in how many songs are in this soundtrack? Twelve? Yeah, seven or eight. Or, like, there's the reprise of the Bad Horse Chorus, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, to only have one really stand out is not so great. That's impressive. Because if you look at, like, other soundtracks, I mean, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Little Mermaid, like, they all have seven or eight, too. And there are some, like, not so great songs. Hold up. If there's one that's not so great, it's Penny's song. Not yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your head up, Billy Buddy, is way worse than this. Yeah. I would put Penny's song a little bit lower than this one. Okay. 
uh, Encondra, that supports your uh, v- vapidity of penny argument there. Yep, thank you. S- see, I'm on your side. <laughs> thank you, Tyler. <laughs> I, I'm constantly fighting that um, Penny is intentionally being kept down from being a real character because Joss Whedon is bad at writing women. Hmm. I th- and, think Yeah, and this is a complicated right. thing because he's notorious earlier in his career for writing characters like Buffy, who like are seen to be a strong woman, and then later in his career, he writes characters like uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, yeah, um, yeah. Because if they're not the strongest person on the screen, they tend to be a foil. Yep. Like this is what makes a character different is this woman, and it's like it's not necessarily the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's yeah. Final thoughts on this episode, and then we can talk about where to find people. Every time I see this, it's funny that he references poo when he's dressed all in brown. <laughs> brown is notoriously the color of poo, Kondra. Yep. I, yeah, Tyler, I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, Johan, where can people find you on the internet? Okay, people people can find me on ID for Minute, which is Independence Day Minute. Currently, we're on hiatus because all of us are busy for the holidays. Uh, I did the Roughneck Minute with Matthew Soto where we went over Starship Troopers and I've guessed it on a couple other things uh, Fast and Furious 2 minute or Fast and Furious 2 Too Fast Too Furious? Or, yes uh, Mission Impossible I'm starting to get around there Back in the day you were on Fantastic Minute Yeah you were Yeah. Yep. That was, <laughs> oh, I loved that movie <laughs> That was also a good minute too What, what did you get? Because the music was uh, it was when they were starting to attack the, the town Oh <gasps> And that's when oh, the fun. music starts to come up and all that. <laughs> Good. Yes. And it's right okay. after she goes, contact! And then the, <laughs> the motorcycle or the truck, like a motorcycle or sidecar breaks out of the cloud. It was great. Good. If you want to know what we're talking about, it's our previous show, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute, that nice Condor and I recorded <laughs> over the course of the last two or three years. Uh, and it was a long project for us. We're all dying. And yeah, now we're, now we're here recording the evil podcast of evil, and we'll be starting a Wildcat Minute soon. Wildcat Get your head in the game. What's Wildcat Minute? We're going to do High School Musical one minute at a time. Oh my God. <laughs> and the best part is, Tyler's never seen it. Oh, even I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we need to, we need to wrap up because I need to get, yeah. be somewhere in well, seven minutes. Keep in mind that in the future, keep it out there. I will be doing uh, across the universe in the same format you're Ooh. doing between song to song. So very cool. I like that should that, movie that should a be lot. popping up. It's a great movie. So, so good. Uh, it'll be popping up in 2020. Cool. Were you just insulting it, Tyler? You cut out. I said that is a movie that I like, but I think is bad. It's had that reviews. I just think it's good, but it's good in my opinion. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I, I support I support I support you. Okay. Condra, <laughs> what about us? The Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Tyler, somewhere on the Twitter. You can find him. <laughs> yep. Rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. Yeah. We don't really know how this is being released yet. So I I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Once finals <laughs> are over, I'm gonna figure this all out. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. But this has been the Evil Podcast of Evil. We've only got two or three episodes left of covering this show. Then we'll move on to a couple episodes on commentary the musical. Okay. Till then, I've been Tyler Boudreaux, the podcast king of Chicago. I've been Condra, dying for sleep, but eventually the mistress of night. I've been Johan, father to Wally the Corgi. Aww. (gasps) 
All right. We need to end before Condor freaks out. <laughs> Join us next time for more evil shenanigans. Ha, ha, ha.